Welcome to the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast, a free resource for gymnast parents and coaches to learn to fuel the gymnast for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. I'm your host, Christina Anderson, and I'm a pediatric and adolescent registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, a former gymnast, a current nationally rated gymnastics judge, and a wife plus dog mom. I help gymnasts and their parents learn to fuel without the stress or overwhelm so that they can reach their big goals and dreams both in and out of the sport. We want to help parents take a proactive approach to nutrition, and to do so, this podcast is all about hashtag real talk, where we tackle tough subjects about nutrition, body image, and more in the sport of gymnastics. All right, let's dive in. You are listening to episode 65 of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast. Hello and welcome back. I have an interesting episode for you today that, to be honest, is a little bit of the elephant in the room, but I think it's time we have this conversation. And more than likely, you're listening to this podcast because you like what we stand for, you like what I share, you like the nutrition. And so, while maybe I run the risk of potentially stepping on some toes or hurting some feelings, um, I feel like what I'm about to say is really important. (laughs) Have I gotten your attention yet? Um, So, I want to talk about dangerous advice that you might get in terms of fueling your gymnast. And I think something that is not just unique to the gymnastics world, but I think all of life is crowdsourcing information, right? Why do parents crowdsource information? I think number one, solidarity, right? Parents always want to ask other parents, you know, especially parents that are ahead of them, you know, in terms of raising a child or supporting a high level gymnast, you know, they're wanting to ask someone who's been there, who's done it, especially if they're not sure, you know, if this is something that's normal or that's not, or they know that a parent has gone through a particular injury, you know, with their gymnast and they've navigated the rehab and the surgery and whatever else. So that all makes sense, right? I think just solidarity is a big part of, of crowdsourcing. I also think that it's convenience, right? You know, it's really easy to ask uh, a teammate's parent at the gym, you know, about nutrition or about recruiting or about training or about whatever versus having to make an appointment with a professional or, you know, whatever. And I think the real elephant in the room here, kind of why we often crowdsource information is cost, right? Like it's not free to go to the doctor or go to the dentist or see a dietitian or work with a strength coach. Like all of these things cost money, just like everything costs money in life, right? People have to work and make a living, And so I think because of that, you know, the sport is so expensive that I think often that can be a barrier to, you know, parents seeking out a professional's help. And often they just try to kind of DIY it themselves. But I think that can get really dangerous, especially when it comes to nutrition, because all of our gymnasts are unique. And what your gymnast needs in terms of nutrition and supplements and labs and training or whatever is going to be completely different than someone else's gymnast, just simply based on their genetics, their biology, their own chemistry, but also their level, their gym, their situation, their injury status. Like every gymnast is incredibly unique. And so I think that's where it can get really dangerous to crowdsource information, especially on um, the following topics. So Number one, I think one of the most common topics that I see parents crowdsourcing information on for their gymnasts is supplements, right? Everyone wants to know, you know, what kind of multivitamin does your gymnast take or what supplements does she take to, you know, keep her immune system strong and not get sick during competition season or what supplements does she take, 
you know, for her bones or, Hey, my gymnast just got a fracture, you know, what supplements should she take or what vitamin D do you like? And I think that's really just dangerous and kind of reckless for a couple reasons. Number one, we all want a quick fix. We all want the silver bullet, but supplements are really advanced strategies and what your gymnast is eating and whether or not she's eating enough of the right foods at the right times. That's like 80 to 90% of the game here. But I think oftentimes it's a lot easier just to go to the store and buy supplements and parents often get um, kind of this false sense of security that, oh, well, you know, I have my gymnast taking all these anti-inflammatory supplements or she's on all these supplements for her bone health or, you know, she seems tired. And I heard that, you know, sometimes gymnasts have low iron and that's why they're tired. So I'm going to start her on an iron supplement. Like, you know, all of that makes sense kind of at the surface level, but it's really dangerous because what symptoms your gymnast might be experiencing may not even be addressed by the supplements that you give her or the supplements you give her may not be the right dose. And I would say more often than not, it's just not adequate, which is why here at the Gymnast Nutritionists, we pretty much do labs on all of our high-level clients at least twice a year because, you know, our byline is we test, we don't guess. You know, I'm not going to randomly put your kid on vitamin D just because I know it's important for bone health. We're going to check the lab, we're going to get a level, and we're going to really um, target supplementation to what she needs and only for as long as she needs it. It's the same thing with low iron. We've talked about that in other episodes here on the podcast, how low iron, low ferritin relates to endurance struggles. And again, it makes sense as a parent, you're like, oh, my gymnast is so tired. She's so fatigued lately. You know, I have a history of low iron or anemia, so I'm just going to put her on some iron. But that actually can be really dangerous because iron can be toxic to the body if you don't need it. And you might be interpreting her fatigue or her shortness of breath as, you know, suspected low iron or anemia when it actually could be something entirely different. It could be, you know, under fueling, it could be she's eating enough, but she doesn't have adequate carbohydrate availability, or it could be something really scary medical that needed to be worked up by medical professionals. And so anytime I see parents kind of exchanging um, supplement recommendations, I just always get really nervous because I think it just gives you that false sense of security that, you know, oh, well, I'm taking care of her bone health or I'm, you know, pumping up her immune system or whatever, when really often the answer is nutrition and specifically under fueling. And that's why your gymnast is tired and sore. That's why your gymnast is injured. That's why your gymnast is getting sick all the time. And here you are spending probably hundreds of dollars on supplements that number one, your gymnast probably hates and refuses to take anyways. But number two, they're just not really addressing the root cause, right? There is absolutely a time and a place for supplements. Um, we talk all about our philosophies and what we use with our clients in episode 14 here on the podcast, which I'll link in the show notes. Um, but we don't even teach about supplements until session four of six in the Balanced Gymnast program. Because we sent, we spend sessions one, two, and three talking about what's going to get your gymnast 80 to 90% of the way there. And that is the adequacy of her nutrition and making sure she's eating the right things at the right time. Another topic that I see parents kind of crowdsourcing information on that I think can be potentially quite dangerous is what to feed your gymnast pre-competition. And I remember a year or two ago, I saw parents, um, you know, asking each other, like, what's the best thing to feed my gymnast before competition? And all these parents were replying, lean and green, lean and green, feed them protein and veggies, chicken and green beans, chicken and broccoli. Like, that's what you want to feed them before the competition. And 
when I see stuff like that, like my heart sinks because I know that parents are well-meaning and I know that for kind of the general population, it's like, oh yeah, like chicken and veggies, that's really healthy. But the reality is that gymnastics is a high intensity anaerobic sport. Gymnastics runs on carbohydrate. And so if you feed your gymnast only chicken and broccoli before competition, she's not going to have any energy. Her muscles are going to be tired. She's going to feel tired and heavy. Her brain's not going to think as quickly. Her body can't react as quickly. And while you think that you're feeding her the right things to help her perform her best and reach her goals, you're actually unknowingly sabotaging her performance just because of what someone else told you is good to feed your kid. Another area where I think crowdsourcing information gets really dangerous is about bone health. And I understand, you know, the frustration of a parent when your gymnast is injured yet again, she's got stress fractures, stress reactions, you're missing, you know, most, if not all the competition season. And you're just, you know, you're grasping at straws. You are willing to do anything you can to try to get your gymnast healthy and back out there on the competition floor. But again, like this is why we have to get to the root cause. And oftentimes I'll see parents asking, you know, oh, my gymnast was just diagnosed with a stress fracture. You know, what supplements are you, you know, putting your gymnast on? Or has anyone used a bone stimulator? Or has anyone tried cryotherapy? Or what therapies have you done to get your gymnast better faster? And you know, number one, all those things have a lot of dollar signs associated with them. But anytime we have an injury, especially an overuse injury, especially, you know, a stress reaction, stress fracture, we have to first investigate nutrition because that really is often the root cause. I mean, yes, there's going to be that overuse piece, but is it overuse because they did too many reps and too many numbers and too many hours in the gym? Or is it just they didn't have enough nutrition to support the repair and recovery that needed to happen between their training sessions. And so, you know, parents will spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on deductibles and copays and PT sessions and chiro sessions and out-of-pocket rehab sessions and all these things, but nothing is going to heal your gymnast if she doesn't have the right nutrition. And to be honest, you're going to spend all this time and money doing all these therapies And if you're missing the number one most important thing, she's just going to end up injured again, probably within within the year. Another topic in nutrition that I see parents kind of giving each other advice on is sugar, junk foods, and what I call the fun foods. And um, I love to see our parents because they've learned that actually the approach to handling these foods with the gymnast Um, is usually pretty counterintuitive to what we're taught just in culture. But it really pains me when I see parents giving other parents advice, you know, things like don't let them eat sugar, it's bad for them. You know, only let them have a cheat day once a week. Um, Gymnasts aren't supposed to eat those things. It will make them, you know, quote, bad, fat, unhealthy. It'll, you know, not make them perform well. Like there's just so much honestly wrong advice that I think all of it has good intentions behind it. But at the end of the day, so many of the gymnasts that we work with that struggle with food in their bodies, it's because their parents were given this advice when they were young and like when they first started competing. And, you know, I tell gymnasts all the time, the number one recipe for struggling with food in your body is to underfuel and over restrict. And of course, as I say that, you know, some parents will roll their eyes and think that I'm advocating for your gymnast to eat sugar and candy and junk food all day, every day. And I'm absolutely not saying that, but when we over restrict a gymnast who is likely probably already not eating enough, 
those two things are the fastest way to increase the wanting, the liking, the cravings, the obsession, um, and also really cause her to struggle from a self-regulation standpoint. And so this is one reason why kind of philosophically I'm an all foods fit kind of dietitian. I believe that your gymnast needs to be competent with all foods. You know, she's going to be surrounded her whole life by the chips and the cookies and the sweets and all these things. And sure, maybe you can micromanage her nutrition when she's younger, but even before she has her license, you know, just from like a teenage um, development perspective, she's probably going to be hanging out with her friends more. She's going to have more exposure to these foods. And if we don't teach her to self-regulate and to have kind of this felt sense of safety with food, she's not going to know how to really fuel her body. Um, if you're struggling with this, or you know your gymnast is struggling with this, I encourage you to go listen to episode 62, all about how trying to get your gymnast to eat healthy can sometimes backfire. And the last piece of kind of dangerous advice that I see parents crowdsourcing information on is, you know, how many calories does my gymnast need a day? How many grams of protein does my gymnast need a day? You know, parents are like trying to calculate their gymnast nutrition needs or their quote unquote macros in comparison to some other gymnast. And this is the number one way to cause yourself to struggle and to feel crazy, but also to create really big issues with your own gymnast. And the reality is all of our gymnasts are different. They all have different nutrition needs based on their age, based on their development, based on, you know, what level are they, they are, how much they train, you know, even two gymnasts in the same level from different gyms are going to have different nutrition needs because those gyms probably have differences in their training and in the intensity and in the duration. And so I always tell parents, if you are unsure about how much your gymnast needs in terms of nutrition, that's where meeting with a dietitian is so, so important because I'm not just going to do some calculator I find online to tell you how many calories your gymnast needs. We're going to look at her growth and her development. We're going to look at her performance. We're going to look at her injury history. We're going to look at what she's currently eating, how she's feeling in the gym, her performance. We are going to look at so many factors to determine you know, whether or not she's getting enough nutrition or not. And then I'm never going to ask you to count calories because there are a million other ways to ensure that your gymnast is getting the right nutrition and enough of the right things without having to resort to downloading my fitness pal. And again, I think this kind of comparison and crowdsourcing medical advice from other parents can just be really dangerous. Um, but at the same time, I know that it can be helpful, right? I mean, I personally have gotten help for specific medical challenges that I have faced because people were willing to share their own stories. And so I'm not saying that there's something wrong with, you know, sharing your own experience. I just say it, it has to be done in an appropriate way. And I think a good example of this is we have some amazing parents who we've worked with for years that, you know, when we start helping their high level gymnasts, they wish that they had known what they learned from us, you know, years and years prior. And so because of that, they tend to be our biggest advocates, especially with the younger um, gymnast parents in the gym. You know, we work with a lot of level nines and tens and elites that when they finally learn how to fuel their gymnasts, they're like, oh my gosh, like I wish I had known this at level five. And so in turn, they, they're kind of our representatives at the gym, right? They mentor the younger gymnast parents and they do it in a really appropriate way. I mean, just the other day I had a parent call me that said, Hey, you know, so-and-so referred us to you. Um, you know, they said how much they loved working with you and like, here's what's going on with my gymnast. You know, she just got injured. Um, the coaches are concerned, you know, this parent brought up that you, um, usually, you know, help gymnasts with these kinds of issues. And I think that whole process is so appropriate. 
What's not appropriate is I feel like when we're trying to give each other like diagnostic advice of, oh, I know exactly what's wrong with your gymnast. She needs these supplements. She needs to be eating these things. You know, it's, it's this and this medical diagnosis just with such confidence because even I'm not going to do that as a professional, right? Like when we have our first initial session together, there is a lot of information and data gathering that I'm going to do before I even start to give you you know, my professional recommendations and then kind of walk you through my proposed plan of care. So with that being said, um, keep your eyes and ears out. Again, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking other parents, you know, about their experiences and learning from them and trying to not make mistakes that you see people make ahead of you because Lord knows there's enough mistakes for all of us to make on our own. But I think when it comes to nutrition, especially, you know, specifics, whether it's about how much your gymnast eats or what she eats or what she eats at the right times or supplements, um, I think all of that is just really personal and individual information. And if it's something that you're wondering about, I mean, that's why we exist, right? Just like if all of a sudden, you know, you had a headache that, went on for days and days and days and you couldn't get it to go away, like you're going to go to a doctor and a doctor might refer you to a neurologist and the neurologist is going to do labs and they might order an MRI or a CT scan, right? Like they're going to do their due diligence in trying to figure out what's wrong with you versus you have a headache for days and days and days, you can't get it to go away. And someone says, oh, well, it's because you just got up on the wrong side of the bed this morning, (laughs) right? Like, that's ridiculous and probably isn't going to fix your headache. And so it's the same thing when it comes to nutrition. So with that, um, I hope you guys are doing well. I know we are in the thick of preseason. Unfortunately, I know this is about the time of year where a lot of gymnasts um, get diagnosed with injuries that honestly probably have been um, brewing underneath the surface for the last few months that I think it's always hard for gymnasts to admit that they're hurting or sometimes they're just not certain. Like, is this a normal soreness or is this maybe an injury soreness? And all that to say, you know, it's still September. Nutrition is not an overnight fix. And now is a great time to make sure your gymnast is getting what she needs to grow and develop, repair, recover, and adapt or get better, faster, and stronger from her training. So if you need support, you know where to find me, um, reach out on Instagram, shoot me an email. You can contact us on our website. Um, we have a treasure trove of information available to you for free in the podcast on our blog. Um, and I'm certainly happy to go deeper with you in our program and within our one-on-one coaching. So with that, I hope you guys have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast sponsored by the Balanced Gymnast Method course. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. You can find any links that we mentioned in the show notes of the episode and also how you can work with us. If you're looking to learn to fuel your gymnast for optimal performance without the stress or overwhelm, feel free to email us if you have any questions. You can reach us at support at christinaandersonrdn.com. Share what's going on and we'll get back to you. Or you can learn more about our programs by going to our website, christinaandersonrdn.com slash work with us. Bye for now.